your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this special crossover edition of Locked On Capitals and Locked On Panthers. Yes, it is me, the insider to the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, on your left, my right, and to my left is the man, the host of Locked On Florida Panthers, giving you all the best daily content covering the Panthers, Armando Velez. Armando, how are you doing, pal? Uh, it, it's my adren- my adrenaline has cooled down a little bit, but you know we're recording this around like twenty twenty five minutes after uh, the final score. And uh, if you uh, asked me uh, twenty five minutes ago, it would have been like nuts. But I've cooled down a little bit. Still very feeling very good about the the comeback. Um, the Florida Panthers just last season had a similar four to one comeback against the Columbus Blue Jackets on the road, and um, this one this one felt a little different for for sure because now looking back at uh last year's Columbus Blue Jackets team where they finished and then but this Washington Capitals team the Florida Panthers didn't do this against a horrible team they did this against one of the best in the NHL that's the best part about this all that's the craziest part of this whole thing and we'll get to the whole of everything that happened in the 5-4 win for the Florida Panthers how it happened how it started how you know the good part of the game and then the bad part at least for us capitals people over here but we got to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by our amazing friends at Primal Origin today's episode Primal Origin oils you cuz guys if you have a beard unlike yours truly who is good and blonde and can grow facial hair to save his life you have a beard, you got to get primal. Armando, he's got primal because he's got beard. He actually has facial hair. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out primaloriginoils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, that is LOCKEDON, past tense, for a 20% discount at checkout at primaloriginsoils.com. Five, four winners. The Panthers were tonight, Armando. This game started off exactly how you would like it if you're the Washington Capitals. Connor McMichael, my boy, London Knights, scoring his third goal of the season. Awesome. And then Brett Leeson just puts the puck in the right spot, and Beck Malenstein scores his first National Hockey League goal. This is great. This is exactly what we want to see. Everything is going right. I, just, I, I don't know how to describe this game without saying this game was bonkers absolutely and those remember those were 11 seconds apart um for for those two goals um i, I was looking at um melenstein a fifth round pick for the for the washington capitals and scoring his uh first uh nhl goal and the, the washington capitals and the florida panthers in this game were both going into this game a little hobbled um of course there's no tj Oshie for the capitals there's no nicholas backstrom for the panther side there's no alexander barkoff there's no anthony duclair uh no gustav forsling in this one but yeah it, it was uh bonkers and it, after after that 2-0 lead by the capitals and seeing how quickly they scored two it was reminding me of their past black friday game just the other day where the capitals got three goals in a in a span of two minutes and that was really the difference in that game and the florida panthers in that one got 22 shots on goal in that game alone and 
just in the first period, uh, they got 15 of them, 15, two thirds of that already. Uh, and, but early on, I, I, I saw that the two goals were not part of the top line, which the, the theme for this Washington Capitals team is still very top line reliant for, for this team. And the fact that they were getting some middle six scoring and bottom and the and the fourth line scoring too, it, I, I just kind of threw my hands up and it's like, well, I guess it's going to be that type of night for the Florida Panthers. And it, it just, it didn't even, and Joe Thornton, of course, gets, gets a goal. Good old Joe Thornton, who, you know, even though he'd been in Toronto, I actually met the guy. He's actually a pretty cool dude. The fact of the matter is this, I had to, oh, hey, wait, Joe Thornton is still a Florida Panther. And I, I'm not knocking the big man, but he hasn't scored as many. I mean, he's only scored, that was only his second goal as a Panther. You know, mm-hmm. Armando, kind of elaborate. What does he really, I mean, outside of veteran experience, what does he bring to this Panthers team? I think he brings, uh, I think he brings somewhat something who, um, he he kind of he's he's a leader out there and he knows he's been there before he's been to a Stanley Cup final and he knows when he if there's a guy that you want on your bot in your uh bottom six it's Joe Thornton and and he is definitely one guy who definitely brings that that experience he's paired right now with um it started off the game with um Maxim Mammon on the third line but then um, the line started started shifting really early on into the second period, and he's been mostly paired with Owen Tippett, who's only in his second year in the NHL. Saginaw so spirit. The 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 fact that they're paired together, and the fact that you have a guy who's been in the National Hockey League almost as long as I've been alive, uh, and uh, along with a speedster like Frank Vitrano, it's a it, it, it's a good combination of like players right now on that third line for uh, Joe Thornton, and he definitely brings a lot. And you know that goal that Joe Thornton scored was not even a minute later after the Caps went up to nothing. And I was like, okay, they they cut the lead in half. So far, so good. And it's going to uh, be one of those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I remember you and I were tweeting back and forth on our uh, accounts uh, saying, uh, do you like goals? Because I like goals. But then I mean, you're... <laughs> yeah, but we have a Ovechkin, but it's like... And, and that's the crazy part, because we'll get to the rest of the goals here in just a moment, but I, it's going to be the weirdest thing to say. The top line for the Capitals was almost ineffective, and I, and I can't believe I said that literally after the last three weeks that we've seen where it's been... Ovechkin getting first star of the week again, and it's been because that's up putting up points and Tom Wilson being effective, even though he did get a couple points. His point streak now is, I think, at seven games, six, six games, I think it is, with nine points during that span. And it was always been the big guns, but now all of a sudden you see the couple older players and a couple of the veteran players. Lars Eller, who's only been back for a couple of games since coming off the COVID list with a nice beauty to make it three to one. And then Nick Jensen, who hasn't scored in what seems like forever, makes it four one. And that's when we put out the dreaded tweet, 4-1 lead. Is this what it's like, Leafs fans? Or paraphrasing, of course. And as soon as I saw that, I said that, I was like, this is going to come back to haunt us, isn't it? And Armando, I was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there there was a moment in this game um, where Sergei Bobrovsky had a big-time save with his uh, pad on Dowd. Um, yep. Right, he he was right on his belly, lying on his on on his stomach, and he just lifts his uh, right leg up and makes a leg pad save. And I said, "Well, if the Florida Panthers find a way to come back, 
go back to that save. And and I, I I didn't make much of it at the time. And I just said, wow. The, and Bobrovsky has just done that all year, That where he's just, sure, he might give, uh, give up a few goals, but when the moments have been the the when it's been crunch time Bobrovsky has found a way to to really uh knock it down and to shut it down as well and even though Bobrovsky wasn't necessarily the hero in the third period he was mo- he was kind of a hero in the second period because there wasn't much pressure on Bobrovsky in that third period well yeah shots in the second period were I believe they were in favor of the Capitals. It wasn't nearly as big of a margin as we're going to talk about here in a minute in the third period. But that's the thing with Bob that's been such a big change. Obviously, not just the numbers, not the fact that he's back to Vesna Bobrovsky or whatever, Vesnarovsky, whatever you want to call him. But the fact of the matter is this, is that if this kind of game happened last year, we're talking about maybe a 6-2 game because either Bob gets pulled or it still gets out of hand. He doesn't recover. This season, he has done that, which, Mondo, that's been really the biggest change from last season to this season is that his confidence, whether it be just maybe 30 times a charm with Florida, he's really turned it around. Absolutely. And it's a great thing. uh, It's a great thing to say. And I was talking about this on yesterday's episode of locked on Panthers that when I went to go down to South Florida to cover the, the game on Saturday against Seattle after the press conference, when I was walking back up to the press box, I was seeing Sergey Borowski in the weight room, just working out, right after even though he didn't start like he's he's putting uh, he's put he's really putting in the work and the the things that we don't always see in the off season are really reflecting on the ice for Bobrovsky and he's definitely in that conversation this year yeah so it was it was 4-1 and it just seemed like this game was going to be in the bag it was the third period be able to coast the rest of the way well as we found out that was not the case we'll kind of get into the that third period that happened where it happened good for one team and definitely not the other here on this crossover episode of Locked On Capitals and Locked On Panthers. But guys, I got to tell you, if you got a beard, you got to get primal. That's right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone or you care about has a beard, I know a lot of people that have beards. It ain't me, though. You need to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Not only are the products and dedication top quality and top notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stephen's mother, was injured in a car accident and the company was started to pay for her treatment and recovery. If you use one of these products, personalize your experience and talk up Primal Oil's advantages. So if you're someone unlike me, maybe like Mondo, go ahead and get Primal Oils. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in feel in the beard to other companies you've used. We promise you will see the difference. And remember the code locked on as it gets you 20% at Primal Oils, PrimalOriginOils.com. That is the promo code. Locked on for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. This episode, we, we also brought to you by Bilt Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Bilt Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with de- decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate? 
cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra feel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse, or you never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their holiday flavors. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good you won't even believe they're filled with protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. But let's get into that uh, third period. So it's funny because um, even with with the first two periods, um, the Florida Panthers were they were I feel like they were getting some quality shots on Ilya Samsonov, but the way he was there was a break there was a breakaway where Samsonov came way out of his crease to make a save. Great on him. There was one where he was really hugging the pipe uh, on the other end, and man, the, the Florida Panthers were just having a hard time getting through him and. Some of those issues continued like in the first few minutes of the third period, despite getting their shots on goal. But man, uh, there was one thing that, and I'm assuming you watched the Capitals feed for uh, today's game. But I actually watched both. I, really? I I'm a big Steve fan. Of course, I love Randy Moeller. Randy Moeller is one of my one of the best characters I think out there. I when I was on my laptop, my wife let me watch, I think like the second period, I watched the Panthers feed because I have the ESPN plus and I have mm-hmm. it on Hulu. And if I click the wrong, if I obviously they show both feeds, unless it's a national game, I will click one and whatever comes on. And I, and I listen, I love listening to Joe Beninati. I think he's one of the best TV voices out there, but listen to Steve and Randy. Like it's, it's so much fun because especially for those guys too, not like, you know, it, Mondo, those guys went through some really tough years with the Florida Panthers. They're mm-hmm. probably out of their element right now. So happy that this is the team that they get to call every single night. So it was kind of cool to hear them. And I went back to the and I went back to the Beninati. And it's funny. And I came back into the studio because I have I have two TVs in my house. Whoa! I came back in here and I clicked the feed and it came on right after the I came in after the Panthers tied the game. Got started getting set up for this and for the lockdown. Now turned the game on in here and I came to the Panthers feed. So of course Steve is scars and i'm just like and uh, he w- just the elation he's like this team is so much fun and i'm just like us the capitals are like this team has been good for so long it's almost boring like this was it's like refreshing to see someone excited for a good hockey team mm-hmm. yeah th- there's a difference between an expectation uh, and uh and a team that hasn't won anything in so long but um going back to uh the panthers feed what what there there's one thing that caught what something that I heard in the middle of the second intermission was when they turned to Ed Jovanowski and Ed Jovanowski talked about what needed to happen early into the third period and talked about just get one goal, one goal early 
and it changes the momentum of the game. And that really happened early on with um, Patrick Hornquist was uh, had was right in front of the doorstep. He gets a he gets a shot on Ilya Samsonov, rebounds right off him, and Samsonov doesn't even have time to react. And Ryan Lomberg gets an open net. And this is a this is a player um, that just signed an extension with the Florida Panthers, a, a two year eight hundred k AAV. Um, a guy who was not drafted, a guy who was given a chance from by uh, Calgary, um, signed as, as a free agent. He just brings so much energy. And that's only his second goal of the season for Ryan Lomberg. And he and bottom six scoring has just been a thing that the Florida Panthers have really had all season. And Ryan Lomberg, uh, the fact that he gets to he got to start that momentum swing for the Florida Panthers was just a, a great thing to see for, for the Florida Panthers perspective. He walked up, you know, he just went up to Bill Zito's office and went back in there and slams like, we are renegotiating 900 K or I'm walking. Like, was, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, yeah, to your point, like this, he's a very, he, I, I don't want to say, you know, people like to talk Mondo about Eastern bias. Well, I, I don't call it Eastern bias in national hockey. League. I call it Northeast bias. Because unless you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, not many people talk about you. And that's unfortunately just how the Florida Panthers have been for the last few years with Tampa being the dominant force in the Sunshine State. Well, Ryan Lomberg has been underlying one of the hardest working guys on that team. He's gotten better and better each year. That's why he's worth more than minimum wage. And, you know, if he continues to play on a line with Hornquist, who is, yeah, you say Hornquist in front of the net. What a shocking development that is. The fact of the matter is, like, he's going to play with guys that are going to make him better, and that's going to make him a better and better player as it goes on. Now, will he be a top scorer on this team? I don't know, Mondo. I don't know about you, but the answer is probably no. But the fact is that he's being effective, and that's why he did, like you said, get that got that extension. Yeah, and and the fact that you have him at a really team friendly deal as well that 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 does that does the job, and the fact that he's going he might not play every day. That's the thing. He might not play every day, but every time you see him, he's like an energizer bunny. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna try his absolute best to always beat someone out on the other end for an icing. So he's, I mean, I saw it within the first minute of the game. I let out a big smile when uh, Ryan Lomberg was uh, rushing over to uh, avoid an icing. So I'm like, okay, like this, this, this guy, it's this guy is really easy to like. And my goodness, um, there was a. There was a there was a penalty um, right before the shorthanded goal that Frank Petrano was called for uh, a trip on Tom Wilson, which is a trip. He was complaining, he wasn't happy about it, but in 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 reality, it was a trip because as a referee, I've had to call that that that, and I've heard players say, "I didn't mean to do it; it was an accident." But if your stick is there and someone is skating and it trips, they trip. That's the call, and. So, and Mondo, if we're going to talk about officiating, this is going to be a three hour podcast. I'm yeah. just letting you know that right now. We're going to be here for a minute. Yeah. But, but I, I, but I, I'm, I'm just saying that, that for, for Frank Petrano to complain about it, I'm just like, mm, you, you have no argument. And I'm saying that against my own team that I cheer for. And then so. the hockey gods came in and said, bing, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ryan Lomberg, once again, um, once again, he, he, he sees that Itulus Thurinen is alone right in the in at center ice. He dishes it out. He dishes it out. Itu goes all alone uh, on Samsonov, uh, and then it becomes four three. And another bottom six player, uh, Itulus Thurinen doesn't play half of last season. He gets off to a hot start in the beginning, doesn't even crack the lineup uh, second half, and now um, with 
an opportunity, of course, because the Florida Panthers haven't had Nolachari all season. He's on LTIR uh, yeah. after a broken collarbone. Alexander Barkov um, has been out for a, a few weeks now, which he it looks like he's set to return later this week. We don't know yet. Um, but opportunity has been there for Itu Lusterainen, and he, he's definitely uh, taken advantage. And bottom six scoring, once again, for this Florida Panthers team has just been a thing of beauty for, for, for this uh, Florida Panthers team. Well, remember he got the game-winning goal in the last in the last time they were played in Sunrise just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like, I mean, it's not like you know, I I, I get you. Yeah, like, yeah, he had the hot start, and sometimes some of those starts are not attainable. You can't continue to keep him up, but he's you can tell he has a player that has good hockey sense because you can. It's so crazy to say that John Carlson and Alexander Ovechkin don't, but how in the world do you see Ryan Lomberg get the puck and you see a Florida Panther just streaking down the ice and thinking, "I have a scoring chance here." shorthanded like that's smart that even the best players don't see like Ovi and Carlson were kind of like oh crap we turned the puck over oh we're in trouble this is bad and like that's kind of their reaction time where Moist Ryan's like I have no time to think and he just goes and in that like that like sixth sense that that's what's going to make you know him you know really start to push up the lineup I think even more as he develops because he is still a very young kid Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he was uh, he was part of that Vincent Trocek trade from a few uh, years ago, along along with uh, Chase Prisky. So it was uh, he was a part of that trade. Um, yeah, so definitely a, a very exciting player for um, this uh, Florida Panthers team. And um, he's definitely he, he and he's a very valuable player as, as well on the penalty kill. Him and Ryan Lomberg. Ryan Lomberg and Lindell, a rookie, is is a major factor in penalty killing. Young players, they're relying so much on these young players. And the fact that the record is where where it is for this Florida Panthers team, still leading the Atlantic Division. Um, I believe, I'm, I'm not sure where Washington's record is right now after that loss. I know they were leading. May as uh, well be 0-20 for all we care. <laughs> Let's be honest. My but goodness. hey. Hey, them and Carolina, they're battling it out for in in the Metropolitan Division. So that's going to be for another now. battle to look at to look at definitely. And Tyler, um, you you might have seen two power play goals from the Florida Panthers, but this is this is not something that Florida Panther fans have been used to this year. This year, for the people on the Washington Capitals feed listening, the Florida Panthers might have the record that they have. The Florida Panthers might be one of the top five in scoring and goals per game but power play they're not one of the best in the league they're they're in the low teens when it comes to their ranks of power play percentage actually so that this game was uh one of the rare occasions where they actually got mo- not only a power play goal but multiple power play goals they went like almost they they went on an oats for 19 streak at one of scuba skid at one point um just for for like a week and a half um in 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 this last um just earlier this month so this is this was a rare occasion where the florida panthers got two power play goals sam bennett uh gets one tips it in off aaron ekblad's shot and uh sam bennett learned a little bit from patrick hornquist of of tipping in uh goals right in front of the net and sam reinhardt um this is this is a Kootenai guy ice that, grad. Kootenai ice grad. yeah so Sam Reinhart, uh, before even Friday, uh, that game uh, on Black Friday, uh, Sam Reinhart had one goal since October 23rd. And then two of his 
his last two goals both came against the the Washington Capitals. I mean, of yeah. course, one of them came in in a loss on Friday, and then this one a game winning goal, game winning goal, a penalty for uh, goalie interference on um I for, I forget who it was. It was the guy uh, who scored... Beck Malenstein. Yeah, yeah, the guy who scored his uh, first uh, goal. So he gets a and then now now he... yeah, no one cares now. Nobody cares. Yeah. This is a great moment. You wasted it all away. Yeah, so that's a that's a. That's a tough part for him to to get that kind of penalty after scoring your first goal, but but this Florida Panthers team, after taking their first loss at home on Saturday, after it feeling that they were gonna take another one, the fact that they had again no Barkoff, no Duclair, no Gus Forsling um, on their blue line for for Forsling, the fact that they they came out and came back the way they did, it just goes to show the depth that this team has and Florida Panther fans have to be really encouraged with the with the with the way this team is formed up and down for sure. Well the crazy part is is the fact that like you know you can't ignore that a good hockey team finds ways to win games even when the cards are stacked against them, even when the game's not going their way. Like, you know, you mentioned how you're missing some of your top players. Duclair who has, you know, been betting on himself for the last couple of years, but is certainly establishing himself as one of the best players on this team. Sasha Barkov, who's been there for so long. I mean, he, he was been there, you know, now I can't say if Luongo's first and he's not that old, but geez, he was, he was there when the Panthers saw some really tough times. Of course he was there for the divisional championship run in 2016. Like he's been around the block, but you know, he's one of their star players, but he's not there and they're still finding ways to win hockey games. The caps have done that as well. I mean, you mentioned Backstrom, Mantha, Oshie, Missing a lot of time. I mean, Connor Sheary's out right now. Justin Schultz is out right now. Like a lot of the regulars are out of the lineup, and that's why Beck Malentine's getting playing time. Michael Scarbosa's getting goals. Brett Leeson's still getting quality playing time. Alexei Protest scored his first, uh, you know, uh, Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. Like this is just how good teams find a way to win the games. They don't. They see. Oh, you know what? Our some of our best players are out. Oh well. <laughs> the Leafs, the Caps have had Backstrom without the lineup the entire season, and they're still currently one of the best teams in the Metropolitan Division. That's just that's what good teams have. And you mentioned the power play. Can we just are we gonna are we not gonna mention the fact that it was a couple of years ago where the Panthers couldn't get a save, but they had the second best power play in the league? Like it's just a complete 180. You have great goaltending, but no special teams. And I'm pretty sure Panthers fans are okay with the fact that you know what. We're actually winning hockey games, so let's just the power play will figure itself out. Mm. Hey, and maybe tonight's a turning point. Who knows? Um, I, I hope it is, but yeah, this is something that Florida Panther fans uh, they they haven't seen much uh, this season for sure. We'll get to our final thoughts here in just a moment on this game and what's upcoming for both the Panthers and the Capitals here on this Lockdown Capitals, Lockdown Panthers crossover edition. But guys, I got to remind you that Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs, both NFL and college. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season because you can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON to receive the bonus. From the NHL, basketball, football, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Mondo, now, as I look at the standings as they are active, the Washington Capitals are 14-4-5. 14, 14, 
and the Florida sitting on top of the Metro and the Florida Panthers still now are on top of back of the Atlantic as they played less games than the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, 15, four and three. What's up coming for Florida right now? And is, I know it's, we're still early and I've, and I've been pushing back like typically in a normal year, the cutoff date for determining who is in, who is out of the playoffs and who's a favorite to win the division, yada, yada. It's typically been American Thanksgiving. Well, the season starts a little bit later, and I'm going to give everyone still a little bit of a COVID pass because, hey, kids, guess what? It's still a real thing. I'm going to say December 15th and maybe even Christmas. Are the Panthers a legitimate chance? Are they a legitimate team to win this division, the Atlantic division right now? Like, that's my biggest question. Um, I believe so. And uh, I, I, I said um, even before the season started that their emphasis is to try to win the division because, um, once again, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup champions. And even though they had home ice last year against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and lost in six games, any advantage you get against a team that is very experienced, like the guys up in the Gulf Coast, you have to try your best to win the division. And the Florida Panthers, last year with their with how they started, just falling a few points short of the division despite Carolina resting their players in the last week of the season, um, they 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 still only lost the division by a, a, a few uh, points, but so for that was for some context. But for the Panthers, with the additions of Sam Reinhart uh, trading away a first round pick and a uh, goalie prospect, where the Florida Panthers high, pretty kind of coveted, but they of course with the goalie talent that they have now. Right now, they're in a win now mode. So they had they had to use that prospect in Devin Levi to get a Sam Reinhart. They had to get they gave up a second last year to acquire a Sam Bennett, and he's been he's had a resurgence in his career ever since being traded because he was a bottom six player in Calgary. How Sergey Bobrovsky's offseason um, work has paid off on the ice. Spencer Knight creating that momentum after being four zero and zero in the regular season last year and getting two playoff starts along. With that, and then the the improvements of a Lomberg, um, Etu Lusterine, and getting in the groove of things, acquiring a veteran like Joe Thornton, um, and of course um, Anton Lundell, who almost averaged a point per game in in Liga last year, um, playing on the on the top line in a HIFK, where former Panthers first round pick Henrik Borgström was in the bottom six, and then they traded him to Chicago, and this is this is a this is a team that's been just knocking on the door and despite coach q resigning not being there anymore the expectations never changed whatsoever for this florida panthers team bill zito the way he um uh the way he structures his contract based on nothing that's long term unless your name is barkoff huberto or ekblad so in case certain pieces don't work out they're easily tradable or they can reload once those contracts do eventually expire. So this is a this is something that with the structure as well of how this team is built. Um and and you look at a team that like up north in Montreal who has a lot of players that contracts don't expire for another three years and they just cleaned house in their front office. So the way the way they're the way their uh things are constructed versus like how Florida's is constructed and along with winning games and winning some of them handily against some contending teams it's great to see and 
the Sam Reinhardt and Brandon Montour Re- revenge game is coming uh, this Thursday, uh, where they will welcome the Buffalo Sabres uh, to the FLA Live Arena before having a home and home against the St. Louis Blues on Saturday and uh, Tuesday. So the um, the Panthers have two more uh, games and then they'll be uh, heading out west. So to finish this home um, homestand uh, strong, where they're now twelve one and oh so it's been it's been great it's fla live arena has been a great place for the florida panthers to play this season yeah it's it's really impressive and i and i can't say i'm like oh the caps have been bad at the home or bad at home or on the road excuse me they've they've lost two more games in regulation on the road than they have at home this year so i can't really be too critical of their road play but yeah no the the panthers at home this year every time i look at the highlights i'm like oh florida won and at home Florida won and they were at home. Like that's why the Seattle game was like, pardon? <laughs> like that was some mm-hmm. and now granted, let's be honest, Seattle, uh, I don't know if it's just getting away, getting on the East Coast has helped them out, maybe helped a few of the players that have been playing out east for their entire careers almost. Uh they've been picking up steam. So I'm not gonna really pin that loss on the Panthers as hard as some people are. Yeah, and they beat Washington. They beat Carolina and they beat. Florida. No, I didn't. I don't remember they, that. I don't remember that at all. It was I, the end of it was the end of a road trip. We won three. The, we won the first two, two of the first three. Out of, that one last one didn't count. And and I believe they also uh, finished their road trip strong of uh, beating Buffalo as well. So they they added another win. So they're they they were off. Oh, to, they do have they do have Detroit tomorrow. If I'm not, they have Detroit and Detroit tomorrow. That's that'll wrap it up. But yes, to your point. Yeah. So. The the Seattle Kraken are um they're 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 not a team that's that people are just gonna step all over and the the of course we don't expect them to be Vegas uh good from year one, but they're starting to find their groove and of course Chris Drieger had a purpose game coming back to FLA Live Arena. Uh, it wasn't a revenge game for him. It was just a purpose game. A revenge game slash purpose game because there was no way that the Florida Panthers were gonna be able to re-sign him being a UFA even though he was the best goalie that um, the Panthers had in the regular season last year. But with the money that's committed to Bobrovsky, Spencer Knight being on his ELC, everybody and their mother knew that Chris Trigger was going to be uh, gone. And even Chris Trigger knew it. The moment that they were eliminated by Tampa, there was an Instagram post from his, um, what looked like to be his girlfriend saying goodbye, Florida. It, it, it's been real with, with him in a mask and a, and a peace sign. So it, it, it was a, it was, it was a, revenge slash purpose game for Chris Trieger. The all the brilliant saves that he made is something that the Florida Panthers were very uh, familiar with. So again, like you said, don't put don't pin I don't pin that loss as as much as other people might. Oh stinking no move clauses, man. I, I tell you they're they were a they were a pinch for a few teams. And I say that and the Washington Capitals didn't lose anybody. They got Vitek Vanacek back. So I can't mm-hmm. like, ah, see, we were gypped as well. No, we got him back. And yeah, he's one B now because Samson is playing so well. The Capitals have a very interesting upcoming schedule here. This was the 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 big weekend, Armando. Obviously, the game on Friday at home against Florida. You pick up the win. Ovi gets to fist bump his kid on his hat trick goal, his 20th of his career. You pick up a huge win against the Carolina Hurricanes on the road on Sunday. And then this was the accumulation of this week. Now, granted, yes, Thursday we have the Chicago Blackhawks, which is playing that kind of, you know, kind of fun inspired hockey when you have with a new coach. And then you get the Columbus Blue Jackets. But after that, it's going to be a little bit, I don't, I, I hate, I, it's, it's not an easy road tri- or trip coming up here or a little stretch. Because you have the Ducks, who are still good, still hanging around mm-hmm. top of that Pacific. 
you have the Penguins with healthy Crosby and a healthy other bunch around him. Tristan Jari is playing well. The team is actually starting to pick up some wins here, and they're starting to climb back up into the Metro standings. And then you have the Buffalo Sabres, Chicago Blackhawks back-to-back. And the Sabres, I know they're not as good as they were at the start of the year, but I was in New York on the weekend, so I got MSG a lot. I watched them, and I'm just like, this team has something here and it's kind of creepy because like it, it's not as not like last year where you could just go into Buffalo and be like two points. Thank you. And walk away. And mm-hmm. same that thing now with the Chicago Blackhawks, you have them twice coming up here, get that season series out of the way. So it's going to be an interesting stretch here because Brian McClellan went on Jeff Merrick's show today saying that, yep, Backstrom is a slow process right now. Oh, she's out week to week. Schultz is out week to week. Sherry's out week to week. Mantha's on LTIR. I'm like, this is great. Thank you for being so honest with us, Brian. And it's going to be a tough stretch here. And, you know, going into the Christmas break and it's just, it's feeling like, and I don't know if this, you're getting the same kind of feel with your team, with the Panthers here, Mondo. It just seems like it's going to be a sprint into the Olympics, into the all-star break, then the Olympics have that few weeks off to kind of rest uh, except for the, well, we kind of get to rest the players. They that are going, well, pardon me, that are planning to go to the Olympics. That could change, obviously, pretty quickly here with things are going. But the fact of the matter is this. It's going to be February 1st, three-week break, last stretch of the season, and playoffs. Like I feel like it's going to be sprint, stop, sprint. Is that is there you getting that feeling? Yeah, I, I haven't looked too, too much uh, that far uh, into the schedule yet, but I, I know the Florida Panthers end on their back-to-back, one of them being uh, in New York uh, from on, from the top of my head. Um, but yeah, and then that uh, three-week break, and then they, uh, one of those games, they welcome Edmonton on a Saturday uh, 12.30 um, game. So right off the gates, they're going to be welcoming Connor McDavid um, and the Edmonton Oilers uh, to town for, for, for that one. And yeah, um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be strange because then there's also possibility for momentum to be stopped for these teams who are really surging at the right time right before the break. But of course, um, coaches aren't gonna make excuses. Players aren't gonna make excuses neither. So they're gonna they're they won't they won't say oh it's because we went to the Olympics. So yeah, um, but don't be surprised if some of these teams coming out of the Olympic break get a, get to a slower start, especially the contending teams. I'm still, I'm, gosh, with everything going on right now, with obviously with the Islanders having to pause operations, I know Boston uh, tonight, or excuse me, well, last night when people are listening and watching this, they did not have Bruce Cassidy on the bench. And I think, well, Jake DeBrus had to play, Brad Marshall spent, but their coach, Cassidy, was out due to COVID protocol issues. Cody Cece caused Edmonton Oilers practice to be canceled today because he was going, he's going on the COVID list. I don't know about you, Mondo, but this it's I'm not getting March of 2020 vibes, but I am getting vibes of, oh, boy, we're we're I don't know who's going to be the team that's going to have the Dallas Stars effect this season. Like who's mm-hmm. going to have that big or of Vancouver an issue? or Vancouver and Vancouver. I, some people say Vancouver's worse than Dallas, but I honestly I don't know how you can say which is worse. Both teams had just COVID issues up the wazoo. The Islanders right now are the first to really have some issues. And for those that maybe follow Ottawa. the Ottawa, well, you're right. Ottawa, sorry, Ottawa's the first. You're right. Islanders first here in the United States, and of course, Ontario. There's been no official confirmed case in the United States yet, but Ontario had a few cases of the of the um, of the new coronavirus variant. 
the Sudbury Wolves of the Ontario Hockey League had to pause operations or the, the OHL actually suspended their operations for, for I think the next week because of COVID issues. There is, I mean, the Hershey bears of course are off until allegedly starting. They can get back on the ice tomorrow to practice, which means they can play this coming weekend. According to the recent report, like it's, it ain't going away, Mondo. It's not. And we just got to hope that uh player and there came a new memo uh, coming out about uh, booster shots for NHL teams, which I will talk about later uh, this week on one of the Panthers off days. And I'll be talking about world juniors because world junior uh, camps rosters came out. So yeah, buddy. Oh, I'm so, so excited for that. That's my, that's my big, that is my Christmas present to mm-hmm. myself every year. Just don't for do sure. anything for two weeks, but this has been another fun crossover edition of Locked on Capitals and Locked on Panthers. Mondo, oh my gosh, seems like we just did it not so long ago, but it's over already. <laughs> All three games are already done between the Panthers and Caps. I know because it's been a while. We didn't play you guys last year, but that's okay. We didn't seem like we didn't want to play anybody last year the way the Caps <laughs> kind of were at times. But always want to thank you, man. Mondo, what do you got coming up here? I know you mentioned talking about World Juniors and obviously with the COVID protocols, which we'll kind of discuss as well here on Lockdown Caps. Where can people find your stuff and what you got coming up here? Yeah, uh, they can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account at LO underscore. Right, right down there. You can see right there. Right on, on Tyler Cool's uh, YouTube uh, page. You can find it there. And yeah, we'll be talking more about that. And we'll be talking about more about the road ahead and previewing uh, Thursday's game against the Buffalo Sabres. I will say this, if it's Tukarski, shoot five hole. If it is Arendelle, shoot, just shoot the puck. You have a good chance. <laughs> nothing, nothing against former Toronto Maple Leaf legend Arendelle, but you know. Um, yeah, and of course, for all those folks for watching on from Locked or listening on Locked on Panthers, you can follow me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuhl, at TJKU29. Follow Locked on Capitals on Twitter, at Locked on Caps. And if you want to see Mondo's beautiful face during this, you can quickly pause it on your favorite podcatcher. Note the time. Go on over to the Locked on Capitals YouTube channel and see that, yes, he has facial hair still. He says he's shaved, but he has more than I do. And I've probably been sitting on this for about four days, and he shaved that probably two hours ago. Is that just- <laughs> Because he needs that primal primal origin oils on primaloranges.com. Um, but thanks again, Mondo Man. Best of luck the rest of the season. Maybe the postseason. Obviously, it would it'd take a round or so before we get a chance to meet. But maybe, just maybe, Primer, you never primal, know. Maybe. maybe. Hey, you know yeah. what? It pro- and guess what? The way the Caps play tonight, we may be a wild card team for all we know. We may be seeing <laughs> in the first round. Maybe. Getting outshot 27 to 2 in a third period. I did, uh, yeah, I faced 27 shots in a period once. I was playing peewee, but not, not the NHL. But once again, thank you all very much for listening and watching this beautiful crossover edition of Lockdown Capitals and Lockdown Panthers. We will see you all next time. Mondo, have a good rest of your night, my friend. You too, Tyler. Thank you so much. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Bets. 
your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sorry, my mom de Velez with Tyler Cool. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.